Hey everybody, welcome again to F This Movie, the official podcast of FThisMovie.com. Movie love for movie lovers. My name is Patrick Bromley and I'm super excited for this week's show. We're celebrating June Sploitation Cars Day mm-hmm. by talking about Mad Max, which means I'm joined by the maddest man I know, Mad Adam Risky. That's me. I'm That's angry you. all the time. Mid mix. Mid mix. <laughs> you went Russian right away. <laughs> Paynev Campbell her money. <laughs> really? Paynev Campbell anything she wants, everyone. Yeah. Like, I I don't if, need her back it, in the movie. That's fine. But I don't like, either. But if it's just like you're making the movie, right? So, like, why not give her money to hang out with you? Right. Like, I did that at a convention because I'm just like, two minutes with Nev Campbell, $70? Sure. <laughs> Worth it. Worth it. And she's super nice. Nice. Yeah. So um, my joke on Twitter was that yeah. she should make a movie called Never Say Never Again, but it's like Nev I like and it. then a pot, like parentheses yeah, 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 R's, yeah. and release it the same day as Scream 6. This is a good plan. Which one would you go see? I would see the Nev movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would totally see the Nev movie. She's and on then, a show on Netflix now. Yeah, the Lincoln Lawyer. Netflix. Netflix. Ooh. And then... um. She should have like a not so subtle dig at Scream Six, where it's like ghoul head instead of ghost face. I like it. Yeah, I like ghoul head. Is like the knockoff Halloween costume that you get at Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, we Love are going to be talking about Mad Max. Uh, this was requested by our friend Julia Schmage. Um, who we got to hang out with when Erica and I went to New York last summer. We got to spend awesome. a day with her at Coney Island. Um. Back when we were taking requests for people who were donating to Trans Texas, she had uh, donated some money. And I said, what movie would you like us to do? She said, Mad Max. And we kind of held on to it for Cars Day for June Sploitation. Mm-hmm. Coincidentally, our very own Anthony King, who hosts a podcast called The Cult Movies Podcast, their episode this week is also on Mad Max. So you get double the Mad wow. Max this week, everybody. Wow, it's like a slot machine and everything's just paying out. <laughs> I haven't listened to it yet because I didn't want to copy anything that they said. Sure, yeah. Um, but I'm excited. So this is for you, Jules. Uh, Adam Risky, have you seen anything good lately? I saw some new stuff, and I saw some stuff for June's exploitation, which right. will probably be the same things that you've seen. It's very possible. Yeah. So the new stuff I saw, uh, the Bob's Burgers movie. I saw that, too. Oh, you did? Yeah. What did you think of the Bob's Burgers movie? Whatever. Uh, <laughs> did you see the show at any point? No. Same, same with me. I went in cold, and um, I just went because I'm just like a 2D animation movie in theaters. That doesn't happen often. No, it does not. And I thought the trailer looked funny enough, and I was hoping it would just kind of be like the Simpsons movie type of thing. Right. And I don't think that I missed anything by not seeing the show. But I like the animation. I like the setting. I didn't think it was particularly funny. No, I don't remember laughing a lot. So I we chuckled a little bit. Okay. Once chuckled. In, chuckled is good. Um, I thought the songs, except for the first one, were not great. The first one was good. I thought that the... It could have used more songs, I thought. Yeah. I thought the talking killer scene lasted for like an hour and a half. (laughs) Uh, I really wanted to get out of that room. I felt like we were in there for a really long time. It was a weird plot for like a movie adaptation of a TV show. Yeah. I don't know. It was um, boring and okay. (laughs) Yeah. And I probably fell asleep for a few minutes. All right. And it was a good day off of work. (laughs) I saw it on an off day, so it was, it was all right. So Erica and I go to the same movie theater every May 31st. It's oh. a standing date that we have. We've been doing it for over 20 years at this okay. point. And usually our options of what to see are limited. And this year it was literally only the Bob's Burgers movie because yeah. that was the only thing we hadn't seen that was playing at a time that we could go because it was either that or men. And Men was playing at like 9.30. We kind of wanted to bring the kids with us. So we're like, well, let's bring the kids to see Bob's Burgers. None of us know anything about this property. None of us have ever watched the show. Yeah. The kids didn't say much about it. They just said that movie was sus, which I don't know. That just means suspect, right? But why is it suspect? I have no idea. Does sus not mean like suspect all the time? Is it kind of like saying station where it just could mean anything? It's turning into that. Okay. Usually when they say sus, it's because there's something like sexual in nature like if people kiss on a tv show or something they'll go whoa that's sus Mm. there was nothing in the bob's burgers movie that was like questionable 
No. I don't think, no, uh, think except so for the one daughter, like, dreaming of kissing the boy. Yeah. Um, so I don't know why they described the movie as sus. I described the movie as just fine. Yeah. Inoffensive. It was there. Yep. I liked that it was set at a boardwalk. I was relieved when they went to the boardwalk with the burger cart. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I wish the whole movie was just them working at the burger cart all day. Like, I just. You should probably watch the show. Yeah. I pre is that what it is? I don't know, but it's them selling burgers, I assume. But I don't want, like, any plots. I just okay. want, like, I just want to see these just people interactions work. with customers. Yeah. You should just go sit at a Burger King. No. <laughs> I have my MO when I go to Burger King. Yeah. I get two cheeseburgers at the drive-thru, okay. bottled water, Yeah, I park, and I eat it, sadly, in my car, <laughs> and then I usually go to Half Praise Books. That's not a bad tradition. Yeah. It's very lonely, <laughs> and then I have to vacuum sesame seeds, <laughs> and it's sus. It sounds sus. It's very sus. <laughs> um, and then I saw Crimes of the Future. Yes. And that movie, I wish was a little more sus than it was. <laughs> I thought it was like I was—I was nervous about seeing it, even though I shouldn't have been because I've seen tons of Cronenberg movies, yeah. and like, you know, they can't get any grosser than what I've already seen. I guess. And um, for some reason, though, like I thought with all the surgery things and the body horror being played up, right. And, um, All the talk about, like, people are going to walk out of this movie. They only walked out because they were bored. Maybe. Um, so I I was worried that it was going to be, like, Raw or Titan or something like that, okay. where I'm just like, it's past my line of, like, gross out. So, But this wasn't that bad. Like, um, I thought the plot itself was just kind of eh. Okay. And I think that was my major complaint about it. The performances are good. Kristen Stewart can do no wrong. She's just effortlessly interesting and everything and she's playing kind of a weirdo in this <laughs> I, so like that's that. been, I like that so that's but that was fun so it was like two and a half stars flirting slash dancing with three stars okay i like it so you know in other words it's one of the be 10 best movies of the year <laughs> for 2022 is there like a comparable cronenberg movie um, you mean in quality or like in tone? quality? No, not in tone. Like just in, like it's about as good as. Uh, I would say it's about as good as like Naked Lunch. Okay, I like Naked Lunch. So I'm trying to think of more of his stuff from the '90s. What? Yeah, because I still haven't seen good. M Butterfly, so I, I haven't seen that. It's yeah. not as good as like History of Violence or Eastern Promises or my favorites of his are like Dead Ringers and The Fly and okay. The Brood and Rabbit and stuff Is like that. Is it better than Maps to the Stars? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's better than Maps to the Stars. That's I haven't good. seen Cosmopolis. Uh, okay. Um, What else did he do lately? It's not as good as Crash. No. Very few movies are as good as Crash. No. Existence. Not as good as Existence. You know what? It kind of is Existence-ish in like the gooiness aspect of it. I'll take like, it. You know, in Existence, how there's like all these weird appendages as yeah. like, video game controllers, teeth bullets. Yeah, in this, it's like the Existence claws are like chairs and things like that. I'm so into it's sort it. of like that. I I don't think it's as good as Existence, but okay. it's um, you know, I'm excited to have a new Cronenberg movie. It's more Elisa do than Elisa don't. <laughs> That's, that'll be on the poster. It's already on the poster. Yeah, yeah. Our podcast uh, goes up in real time. Mm -hmm. um, all right. Um, and then I watched a lot of June exploitation stuff, but it's mostly for like articles or yeah, reserve right. seating stuff. Right. Or, but on Space Day, you hosted a screening of Apollo 13. Oh, that's right. And then it was wonderful because Apollo 13 is like... So good and even better than I remembered it being. And I've always liked the movie. And I just think that it's really impressive how Ron Howard is able to maintain the suspense of it all. Going back and forth between, you know, you're inside the, you're inside the, the space shuttle yeah. and then like you're, you know, at mission control and then yeah. with the family and stuff. And it's always equally compelling. It's yeah. never like where you're waiting for them to get back to, you know, Houston or something right. like that. And I, I, I just love that aspect of it. And it's so, um, it, 
I know one thing that I, I I think when I saw it originally, I was kind of caught up in the Tom Hanks of it all because that was like right at his peak. That was his peak. Um, 95. He was king of the world. But now maybe because like he's been off of that peak for a while and he's mm. kind of like in sort of like this weird, almost like late career experimental. You So phase. You, you're not familiar with the trailers for Elvis? Oh my god! <laughs> Where he's playing the tramp from the Hobo Express or the Hobo the Polar Express, the Polar Express. Seeing is believing. <laughs> um, no, I, I think now I saw Apollo thirteen for the first time as like a Ron Howard ensemble movie. Yeah, and I was able to kind of really appreciate and focus in more on probably like his best other... ensemble movie. It's his best movie. I agree that it's his best movie. Yeah. And I hadn't seen it since 1995. I saw yeah. it opening weekend in 95 and never since, which is so weird oh, because weird. Okay. I've owned it on a few formats. Yeah. I really liked it in 95, mm-hmm. but I just never revisited it. And now I feel like I will because now yeah. I was like, oh, I was reminded this movie is so good. I saw it opening night at the Pleasure Island 10 at Disney. Nice. And we went to Planet Hollywood beforehand, and okay. it was the most 90s evening ever. Did you have the Captain Crunch chicken? I did not have the Captain Crunch yeah. chicken. But I remembered while we were watching um, the movie uh, on last week that um, the MTV Movie Awards, like, you know how they would do, like, you know, best movie, and then they would play, like, a clip, yeah. like a little sizzle reel, but they would play, they would pick, like, a, a they would curate a song right, to right, it. Right, right, And for some reason, I remembered it was, like, Space Oddity by I David Bowie. I figured that was going to be my guess. And I was just, like, so every time I would see, like, them looking out the window, it's like, we just lost the moon. I'm like, ground control <laughs> to major time. Oh, Tom! Oh, Tom Hanks! Tom Hanks! <laughs> so I ate at Jim Lovell's restaurant once. Nice. I didn't know he had a restaurant. Yeah, I don't know. It was somewhere nearby. It's called Lovell. Yeah, levels. Yeah, Good level two forty seven. And I remember being angry that I was there because it was on my twenty first birthday. Mm. But I was there for my cousin's college graduation party. Okay, and I was just like, I should have gotten a hall pass on this. Yeah, you should have, but I didn't. I'm sorry. It's okay. Thanks, Jim Level. <laughs> um, and. Uh, yeah, and then you hosted a, a 1994 action movie double feature. <laughs> yes, we, I did. We, we watched uh, Terminal Velocity and True Lies, and you curated trailers, and it was like Friday night double feature. Friday night, what do we call it? Friday, <laughs> Friday night, night double, double features, features yeah. but on Saturday. Yeah. And uh, it was a great time. It was really fun. And Terminal Velocity just gets better That's every time I, I like see it. to hear. Yeah, I always liked it, but like this time... I think just the sort of, you know, chorus of fandom of Ditch Brody, <laughs> like, really elevated the movie. Well, and you put your finger on it by saying he's, like, a distant cousin of Jack Burton. Yes, yes. That was one of my better observations of yeah. the day. Because so, yeah. he is just, like, a fool in the movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie is very much aware of it. And Charlie Sheen is very much aware of it. Yeah. And that's what makes it kind of so charming. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I still remember, um, I think around the time... I watched it the first time. Um, there was like this article or this interview he did in like Movie Line magazine around the time that that movie came out, and it's sort of notorious because it's like him at his most like sexist pig. No, oh, cool. Fitness. But there was like some kind of section in there where he was talking about um, terminal velocity, and he was just like really proud that he was the only person who could tame Natasha Natasha Kinski on screen. He's just like, usually she's just like, she'll walk all over you. But he's like, I was able to like really keep her under control and stuff. And I think he did use the word tame. Yikes. I don't uh, even know what he's talking about. Yeah, I don't know. But um, Ditch Brody. Ditch Brody. Taming Natasha Kinski. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then True Lies is like... Uh, I, I I thought it was just interesting to watch it in comparison to like watching it in the 90s because in the 90s for some reason, maybe it was because I was in junior high or high school or something like that, like all of the misogyny kind of just went over my head and mm-hmm. I was like, this is just an Arnold movie. And right. like right, this right, time, right. Uh, it was so pronounced, yeah. like just how, you know, I mean – just the, the treatment of you know certain groups being you know who were the bad guys in this right, movie and right. then like the treatment of women and everything like that and yet it's still in that grouping of like the bad boy two bad boys two <laughs> of the world where right. it's just like the action is just so undeniable right that there's value in the movie and you can't just completely throw it out 
It's entertaining. I had yeah. joked that, like, it wasn't even really a joke, that it has, like, the worst middle act of an otherwise decent action movie. Yeah. Um, and I think that's true. And it's not just the Jamie Lee Curtis strip sequence, mm-hmm. which is obviously ugly and unpleasant. Um, nothing, no offense to Jamie Lee Curtis, but it's just like, oh, this is weird that he's making his wife do this. Um, it just becomes a different movie. All the Bill And I like Bill Paxton. His performance yeah. is funny, but it just stops being what it's about for like 45 minutes just to become this other stupid thing about a guy who doesn't trust his wife. And it's also odd in the filmography of James Cameron because it's like the most overt comedy of all of his movies. Like he's got some... Yes. Like in Terminator 2, it's funny at yes. times, but like this is like clearly him leaning into the comedy a lot. Right. And he kind of has the Michael Bay sense of humor. Exactly. And it's just like, oh, I didn't know that it was like this. James Cameron yeah. like thinks he's funny and he's yeah. not. Mm-hmm. Even though there's some funny stuff in the movie. Yeah. I laugh. Tom Arnold's pretty funny at times. Tom Arnold's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, he overdoes it at times and you can tell like mm-hmm. what is a Tom Arnold ad lib like when he is hiding behind the post when he's being shot at it's really funny because he's just hiding behind this little thing yeah and then he comes out and he checks his body for bullet holes and checks his dick and then goes oh thank god and it's like that's a tom arnold ad lib right Mm -hmm. there um you gotta be happy for him though because because of this performance it's like he got probably 10 years on the best damn sport show (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know you remember that that? it was like it was like one of those um like when Fox Sports would have like sort of like their version of the man show where they okay. would have like Chris Rose who knows about sports and then they'd have Tom Arnold who kind of like knows about sports but he's really there more like to eat chips and make jokes. Got it. And stuff. Just because so, yeah. he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I laugh every time Arnold Schwarzenegger when he's like under the influence of the truth serum and he's like, I yeah. swear. <laughs> the way he says i swear is so funny i was laughing a lot when he just he just apologizes all constantly the time, that is a like, funny running joke it is really funny because yeah. it's just like oh he's polite <laughs> i i do think yeah. this is james cameron's worst movie which is like not i haven't seen the piranha 2 movie well you can't really call that his movie you know what though all right this is gonna be the first of many hot takes on this episode i think i am fascinated and a little afraid okay it's on the level of Anthony not liking Killer Clowns from Outer Space at okay. times. Yeah. My first hot take is I think I like True Lies more than The Terminator. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think The Terminator might be my least. And I'm not saying the worst. Right. But I'm saying it might be my least favorite James Cameron movie. I think that's his best movie. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we park our cars in different garages. No, and that's yeah. fine. Because, uh... but... I will say this, though. Like, The Terminator for me is, like, a three out of four. Okay. And all of his other stuff... Well, True Lies would probably be, like... Maybe it is his worst. Because that would be more like a two, two and a half. But, like... I I think it's, like, a two and a half star movie. Yeah. Which is saying something for being his worst. But, like, Aliens for me is, like, four out of four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then The Abyss is, like, three and a half. Terminator 2 is, like, four. Yeah. Titanic's four. Yeah. Avatar is, like, three and a half for me. I'd probably go three and a half for Titanic and Avatar. Okay. I'd go four for the Terminator, Aliens, and T2. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's got a lot of movies that I love. So Yeah. Like, yeah. How cool. How exciting is that Avatar 2 trailer, by the way? I'm very, very excited. Because <laughs> I, I, I'm just excited anytime like, director who tries has new movies. Yes. It's like, and James Cameron, if nothing else, really gives a shit. Right. So it's always nice to see. And... I'm curious especially about what the reception of Avatar 2 will be because if it's, say, as good as Top Gun Maverick, which is, Mm. like, it's a crowd pleaser, like, are people going to lose their minds or are they not? Because everybody seems so cynical about Avatar They are so cynical about Avatar and they're even cynical about the prospect of an Avatar 2, which is so odd because, as you pointed out, like, everybody is just in love with Top Gun Maverick. And I like it, but I I just don't understand the overwhelming enthusiasm for it. Sure. That I, it just baffles me. I I I truly believe it's just been so long since we had a movie that like properly functions as a yeah. movie that mm-hmm. people are just like, "Oh my god, this yeah. is what it's like to be told a story again and have characters and uh 
good action sequences. You know, it's it, nothing against, again, Marvel. We've just been on this one diet for so long yeah. that, like, we're finally being fed something a little bit different, maybe a little bit better. And now we think it's a five-star gourmet meal. Yeah. Remind me after the show, I have two Top Gun Maverick jokes. Okay. You don't want to tell them on the podcast? I think they're spoilery. Oh, got it. So I don't want to say it. But it. Um, I know a lot of people have seen the movie already. But I, I'm pretty proud of these jokes. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> that, I've, I've tried them out on two people. Big laughs from both. <laughs> now there's pressure on me. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you can turn your back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I know it's blasphemous to say that I like Terminal Velocity better than I like True Lies, but I think heart I like wants Terminal what the Velocity heart more than True Lies. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think if it was like F Mary Kill, Drop Zone, Terminal Velocity, True Lies, I would marry Drop Zone though. Okay, but that's just me. Like Drop Zone is like I another Batman Forever situation. Okay, where it's like. Everybody else is just like, yeah, she's okay. She's cute. But, like, for me, I'm like, it's the prettiest girl at the dance. <laughs> we got the trailer for Drop Zone. Yeah. A lot, so of good, good. lot of good movies. A lot of good action movies in 1994. It, 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 it was like every weekend. Yeah. There was something. When I pulled up the yeah. list, because I wanted to do yeah. all action trailers, and I pulled up the list, and I was like, holy shit, these all came out in the same year? Like, I've long argued that 91 was peak action movie. Mm. 94. Yeah. Definitely gives it a run for its money. It was, what a time to be alive. Right? And mm -hmm. it's so fascinating that Schwarzenegger, who had stumbled a little bit the year before, because Last Action Hero had been a flop and yeah. True Lies was kind of a comeback. Um, when you look at where he is making True Lies one of the biggest movies of the year with one of the biggest directors on the planet versus where Stallone is at in 94 Oof. making The Specialist. Yeah. A little bit on the outs career-wise. And he's kind of borrowing the heat of Sharon Stone. Yeah. Where it's like she's kind of more or less as responsible for getting people in the theater than he is. But everyone point. seems miserable in that movie. Yeah, it's not a good one. No. I haven't seen it since I saw it. But Right. Um, yeah, it's been yeah. a while for me, too. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, I don't know that I have anything to add because it's Junesploitation stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, not really. Although I will say this is not June's exploitation because I watched it on May thirty first. Okay. Did you ever see Going the Distance with yeah. Justin Long and Drew Barrymore? That's a sneaky good movie. So sneaky good. Like yeah. I saw it in theaters back mm -hmm. in whatever twenty ten, mm -hmm. and then randomly was looking for something to watch while I was working, uh, and it's on HBO Max. It yeah. might not be anymore. It might have left May thirty first. Honestly. Okay. Um, it, it, people complain all the time about, like, they don't make good romantic comedies anymore. And then something like Going the Distance comes out, mm -hmm. and nobody talks about it, yep. and it's forgotten. Justin Long has a lot of good movies, and it's, like, something you don't think of until you look at his list of movies. What? Okay. So besides, like, Accepted. Which is very rewatchable. Very rewatchable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what are the other ones? I don't think the movie's good. Because it's the fourth best Die Hard movie, Ooh. but he's very good in, okay. in Live Free or Die Hard. Okay. Um, Drag Me to Hell. Yeah. Tusk. Yeah. Going the Distance. Yeah. Um, there's a few others. You might have to pull up. I'd have to pull up the filmography list. of one Justin Long. Galaxy Quest. He's great in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. I feel like he's asked too often once it was determined that like he's a funny guy. Mm hmm to come in like in Kevin Smith movies and just like do oh. shtick. I'm thinking of like yeah. Zach and Miri make a yeah, porno yeah. where he's That's just That's a very like... specific like character that he's playing. Here. And it's not funny. Yeah. It's just like just riff, Justin riff. But even in stuff that's not great, like waiting, you're always like, Oh, I like the Justin Long stuff. I randomly rewatched that like yeah. a month ago. Well, we're the world's two biggest Dane Cook fans. <laughs> I guess we are. <laughs> it's not even as good as Employee of the Month, sadly. Yeah, but you say that like Employee of the Month doesn't fucking slap. <laughs> <laughs> um, Hold on. Wow, he makes a lot of movies. Yeah. I haven't kept up with him lately because I know he does a lot of like VOD fare. Yeah, but, um... I haven't... But yeah, from seen like a lot of maybe these. 99 until going the distance or until Tusk, he was in a lot of good stuff. He's in, uh, he does the voice of Alvin and the Chipmunks. I did not see that. He does an uncredited role in Old Dogs. 
that's what I'm talking about. Where yeah. It's like, come on, Justin, just do a day and be hilarious. Yeah. Sprinkle some of that special sauce. Yeah. Youth in Revolt, Funny People, Serious Moonlight. He's just not that into you? What's his storyline in that movie? I think he's oh, wait, he's Jennifer like Jennifer Goodwin. And they're cute together. Wasn't he on the show Ed? I don't know. I think I remember him being good on that show too that tom cavanaugh and i think julie bowen's in it so of i remember I the show episode. exists because <laughs> julie bowen yes he played warren know. cheswick i want to be like julie bowen's life coach because every day i just want to be like do you know how beautiful and wonderful you are <laughs> um, i'm gonna call that hot take number two <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> oh, Galaxy Quest is his first movie. I didn't yeah, realize that. Yeah. He's in Crossroads. I've never seen Crossroads. Oh yeah, he's the guy who wants to I didn't take a bus to go uh, see Crossroads. Britney Spears's virginity. Oh, neat. Yeah. Is he like the male lead? I mean, as much as the no, it's Anson Mount. It's oh, like, hey now. Yeah, he's the sleeper cell of the movie. Captain of the Enterprise. Yeah. Anson Mount. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in Strange Wilderness, which I saw opening day. Oh, God, that was not good. <laughs> There's one great joke in that movie. <laughs> You'll have to remind me. When remember. they finally find Bigfoot, uh-huh. and their immediate impulse is just to machine gun it <laughs> dead. <laughs> I... And maybe it's a big gulp in the desert where like, I'd been waiting so long for anything to make me laugh that that popped up, and I was like, that's hilarious, and I've not seen it since. So maybe that joke does not work. I remember getting excited for Strange Wilderness like I would get excited when like the Bulls have a really good team because I was just <laughs> like, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. You got Justin Long, Kevin Heffernan, Steve Zahn, yeah. and Jonah Hill yeah. in the movie, and I was just like, this is a pretty solid starting four right here. It is in that – it's not yeah. – okay, so it's not as good. And again, I haven't seen it since 2008 or whatever, yeah. but it is in that like grandma's boy school of movie where like they Perfect were given movie, cameras – <laughs> No, Grandma's Boy is way better. <laughs> they were given cameras and let somebody let them make a movie, yeah. and like they're kind of getting away with something. Yeah. Um, my memory is that what they get away with isn't that funny, mm-hmm. but I haven't seen it in fourteen yeah. years. I I remember seeing it in theaters and being very disappointed. Okay. That. So I think your your first impulse was the correct one. All right, I'll take it. Yeah. Um. He has a movie, Justin Long has a movie coming out called Christmas with the Campbells that has your name written all over it. That does sound promising. Plot kept under wraps is the IMDb summary. <laughs> Can it really be that under wraps? Under wrapping. One of the writers is Vince Vaughn. Yeah, they kind of like each other. The female lead is Brittany Snow, Ooh. who I now love because of X. Was Justin Long in Couples Retreat or like some other Vince Vaughn movie, like uh, Fred Claus or something? I feel like the two I mean, he's of them in dodgeball. have worked. That's what it was. He's yeah. awesome in dodgeball. He's so. funny in dodgeball. Dodgeball yeah, is yeah. a very underrated movie, I think, at this point. Yeah, I think. Anchorman gets all the heat. Dodgeball of the, of the 2004 summer comedies, I think, might be funnier. I weirdly rewatched Dodgeball recently, too, because I was looking for something to watch with the kids. And I was like, maybe they'll like Dodgeball. Mm-hmm. Ben Stiller tanks that movie a little bit for me. Okay. Because it's like a lot of Ben Stiller shtick. Mm-hmm. And I like Ben Stiller, but not when he's in super shtick mode. Yeah. Um, but it is a funny movie. I mean, I enjoy it. I like how Vince Vaughn has like all of the paperwork that's like overflowing right. in his office. He's like, yeah, we call those keepers. <laughs> that part <laughs> makes me laugh all the time. <laughs> um, I was not a Britney Snow fan until X and now I'm a big Britney Snow fan. Yeah. All right. Hot take number three. Here it is. Um, prom night remake starring Britney Snow. Okay. For some reason, the night I saw it, I was like, this is like a three and a half out of four. <laughs> And I'm the only person who would think that. That is the hottest of hot takes. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, this movie, I'm like, we got a threatening Jonathan Sheck. <laughs> the other day, I was going through my office and finding stuff to throw out, and I found two, in like the back closet, I found two Blu-rays from Blockbuster mm-hmm. back when they used to like swap them out and put them in the DVD cases. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. They were used. I bought them like as PVTs for like 99 cents each. One was Rango. Which I'd never seen, but I was like, fuck this, I'm selling this because I don't need more Johnny Depp in my life. Yeah. And the other was Prom Night, which I have seen, mm-hmm. don't remember, but kept because I was like, well, Britney Snow, I yeah. got to keep this. Mm-hmm. Let it snow. <laughs> Let it snow. That should be the holiday show. I like it. Let just, it snow. Just a handful of Britney Snow movies. <laughs> Isn't it just like all of the uh, 
Picture Perfect movies? Snowball. Snowball? It can't be. She makes a lot of horror movies, actually. She's she was in, in pretty Would good You one. Rather? Yeah, I like Would You Rather. I don't remember it too well, but I remember it being okay. Was she in that weird movie where it was like, shit, I can't remember what it was called. It was then, like. Yeah, she was in it. <laughs> it was like <laughs> Sushi Girl or something. She's not in Sushi Girl. It feels I like a, a movie Britney Snow would be in. <laughs> She's in a, an actually a, a pretty good movie called The Vicious Kind with Adam Scott. It's not a okay. horror movie. It's just like an indie drama, but okay. uh, it's worth seeking out. Gotcha. Yeah. Good Adam Scott performance. I had a random thought yeah. on uh, I, on Saturday, and it was like a, a joke. I didn't have like a space to say. But I and I don't and it's a complete non sequitur right now. But I think most movies like Bob's Burgers or Top Gun Maverick, they would be better if they had the six feet under ending. Interesting. Like I did. That's kind of like or Jurassic World Dominion. Like okay. I just want to see like Ian Malcolm just being like. <laughs> like drops like a glass of water. I don't want to see that for Top Gun Maverick because that means something <laughs> bad is happening to Jennifer Connelly, and I can't take that. Okay, of the two hundred ninety plus million dollars that that movie's grossed, yeah. I think at least ninety million of that is people just remembering Jennifer Connelly. Maybe, yeah. And again, she has nothing to do in that movie. I, I don't like her bar rules. No, that's ridiculous. Yes, because like they just keep drinking, right? And it's like. He's never going to be able to pay that off. Her role is literally girlfriend, and she has nothing to do, but she's, like, mm-hmm. enough of a fucking movie star yeah. that she just shines through, and she's great, and everybody walks away going, like, man, Jennifer Connelly was so good in that movie. It's like, she, oh, she had nothing to do. That's just Jennifer Connelly radiating light. She had this thing in Career Opportunities where she's just, like, staring OMG. at the camera. Yeah. And it's like she's supposed to be like looking at Frank Whaley. Okay. But it's like such a tractor beam. Yeah. That just you watching it, like on a TV, you're just like entranced. Yeah. And I can't imagine like having her stare at you in person. I don't know what Like I would your do. head would explode. Yeah. No, that doesn't even make sense. She's She's so poised. She is. She's very poised. She's got a lot of poise. She's charismatic and has poise. <laughs> God, I love me some poised actresses. <laughs> Movie stew. <laughs> Movie stew's top ten. The top ten most poised actors in Hollywood. Oh, God, we're hot and poised month. <laughs> uh, let's talk Mad Max. Yeah. From 1979, directed by George Miller, the first in the Mad Max quadrilogy, soon mm-hmm. to be... Well, there's there's a spinoff now. Yeah, Furiosa. Furiosa. Which I'm looking forward to only because <sighs> of the cast. Yeah. Although... Imagine if it was actually Charlize Theron, though. Why don't they do a Godfather 2 thing? I don't know. Where it's young I, I, Furiosa I, I and current Furiosa. I, I would buy Charlize Theron as young Furiosa. I'm good. I'm mm. fine. I can. Yeah. Man, she's poised. <laughs> she has a lot of poise. Those two ladies are so poised. A Jennifer Connelly, Charlize Theron, buddy cop comedy. <laughs> Adam is speechless. And fucking light years coming out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, right. Like. Right. We're just two guys from the Midwest who love movies and like people in Hollywood can't figure this shit out. Uh, if I could not see the trailer for Lightyear before every fucking movie I go see, that would be great. That would be great. That would be really, really We small. heard David Bowie on the radio yesterday and Charlie said, this is uh, in the trailer for Lightyear. <laughs> no. And then it gets to the little guitar breakdown. Yeah. He goes, and this is where the title comes up. <laughs> We're like, yes, you're exactly right, Charlie. Oh. Uh, he has it burned into his brain. And then I said, do you guys want to see Lightyear? Yeah. And both him and Rosie were like, uh, I don't know. It's maybe. It's a change movie. I said, like, it's can we just month. wait till it comes to Disney Plus, please? They said, yeah, probably. Maybe like a month. Yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, but at least good for good on Pixar for getting a movie back in the theaters. Sure. Too bad it's light year. This is true. This back is true. to Mad Max. Yeah. This was your first time seeing Mad Max. It is. I've had a... I thought you had seen it because yeah. I think you said to me in a text, is it bad if I don't like Mad Max? And well, I, was I like, meant the series. I See, I thought you meant the movie. So oh, I was okay. like, no, that's totally fine. And then I saw that it was your first time watch. And I was like, well, how does he not like it? <laughs> so... Here's the thing. Oh, boy. Um, I have kind of a circuitous 
path around this franchise. I've never seen Thunderdome. Mm, okay. I've seen The Road Warrior maybe three times. Okay. I saw it at the Sci-Fi Spectacular. I've never seen it theatrically. I'm I jealous. Think, I think I've seen it theatrically like twice. I'm extra jealous now. And I saw Fury Road like twice in theaters and maybe like one or two times on Blu-ray. Yeah. That's like Hot three take. times more than I've seen Fury Road, by the Hot way. Hot take. Here Number it is. four. Oh, boy. I don't like Road Warrior, and I don't like Fury Road. Okay. Hot take number five. Yeah. I really liked Mad Max. Mad Max is my favorite of the series. So far, it's my favorite of the series. Mad Max is Evil Dead. Yeah. Where it's like, it's announcing this director, it's doing a lot of cool stylish shit, but it's like still a little bit grounded, and then Evil Dead 2 is the Road Warrior. Yeah. And then the comparison starts to fall apart after that because i won't say thunderdome is army of darkness mm-hmm. um but mad max even though it's kind of the most grounded in reality is my favorite of the franchise i yeah i would agree with that i mean like not having seen all the movies in the franchise sure but i uh, know there's no chance that thun- well no i take it back <laughs> <laughs> i forgot you don't like the terminator yeah this is true i have very <laughs> weird taste um the thing I liked about – so I went into Mad Max dubious at best. Like yeah, I was right. I was worried. One, because I didn't want to be the guy on the show that somebody requested <laughs> donating <laughs> right. to a wonderful cause. I didn't want to be the, the, the bucket of cold water. Um, <laughs> but I felt like it, it was inevitable. Like I was just like, it's a Mel Gibson movie, and yeah. I have obviously mixed emotions about watching Mel Gibson movies nowadays. Um, and I just haven't, you know, the pretty much unanimously chosen best movies of this franchise have left me cold. And I'm not saying that Road Warrior and Fury Road are bad movies. I think the Road Warrior is just something that I I maybe will have a better time with going forward. I just found it like as my first Mad Max movie kind of impenetrable. Okay. And I thought that the... Um, uh, action stuff was just sort of, um, I wasn't emotionally invested in any way. So sure. like, I just kind of felt worn out by yeah. the end of it Yeah. with Fury Road. I just, um, and again, I feel bad saying this. I just think that it's a monotonous movie. Like I just don't get caught up in it. I just get bored by it. So I literally haven't rewatched it since the yeah. theater. Yeah. I remember being very impressed by the action. Mm-hmm. I remember really liking the Charlize Theron stuff. I really like her, yeah. I really liked the sort of feminist angle of the movie yeah. with the wives and the Zoe Kravitz and all the, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked all that stuff. And I was amazed by the action, but I've never gone back and rewatched it. And there's got to be a reason for that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, and I, I, now that I've seen and liked Mad Max, I feel like I kind of have the foundation that I needed. So okay. maybe I can go back and watch the other ones and, and enjoy them more. Um, they're pretty standalone. I, I guess. think so. Yeah. yeah, I think they are. The thing that I liked the most about Mad Max was it felt more like Death Race than the Road Warrior to me. It okay. felt like. You know, it's Death Race, the Jason Statham movie. No, sorry, Death, Death Race, Race 2000. 2000. <laughs> uh, Death Race it. 2000. I because it's it's AIP. Right. It feels like a 70s exploitation movie. Yes. Uh, it has really no like studio polish, even in its pacing and kind of like where it ends. It's sort of like not in a bad way, but like it is anticlimactic almost in a way. Um, it kind of just is very abrupt, but like it's satisfying. Yeah, in, right. the, way, in the way that it ends. Right. Um, but I just liked that. There was some variety to the, the the storytelling. I think, like with um, you know, with Fury Road, it's like, and we're off, and like with this Road one, is a little bit like that too. Yeah, and with this one, it was like you know, a little bit of you know, setting up the motorcycle gang, and then there's a long stretch in the middle where it's you know, Max on vacation with his wife and his son and stuff like that, and like you kind of have like a bit of a respite, but there's like some suspense in there because Mm -hmm. like there's some legitimate threats, you know, happening surrounding them. And I thought the whole thing with him, like wanting to, you know, quit the police force was interesting. And then it turns into the revenge balls to the wall action movie. Right. So I liked having variety throughout the movie. Okay. It was driving me crazy that especially after the first time his wife gets kind of accosted, 
like over by the the beach. Yeah. That he's not like glued to her after that. I was right, just like, "What right. are you doing?" Like, if <laughs> like if somebody got like half of what she had done to her, yeah. like by some weirdo strangers, I would just be like, "Yeah, maybe the vacation's over," or like at <laughs> worst, you're not leaving my side ever. Again. The vacation's so, over. By the way, the tagline for this movie. This is this true. Bad Max. Bad Max. The vacation <laughs> is over. Um, I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts today called Destroy the Brain, Mm -hmm. and they were debating if the guy on the trailer for Popcorn – Is it Percy Rodriguez? Yes. Yeah. Was James Earl Jones, and I was yelling at my phone like, no, it's Percy Rodriguez. Buy a bag. Go home in a box. (laughs) Are you – It's not James Earl Jones. Are you – if you had to choose – between Don LaFontaine and Percy Rodriguez, who I think with? Percy Rodriguez, he's so though, good. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do like action movies. Yeah, like that's Don LaFontaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's but dripping with sinister rum. <laughs> Percy Rodriguez, Tales from the Hood and Popcorn yes. and all the from the hood, chill <laughs> or be chilled. I love Jaws. I love when he's just like says, "If God created the perfect killing machine and gave it." it's just perfect hilarious yeah Mm -hmm. back to mad max yes um are you are you a george miller guy is he like one of your guys he's not one of my guys even though i like most of his movies i've never seen lorenzo's oil yeah neither have i I don't think I'm mature enough for that movie because I remember like when I was a kid, I was just like doing Nick Nolte voices where I'm like, damn it, Lorenzo, pick up all this oil. And that's not what that movie's about. Um, I'm looking at his filmography right now. So I haven't seen the Happy Feet movies. Neither have I. Yeah. So really we're talking about like Witches of Eastwick, Babe Pig in the City, the Mad Max movies, and his segment in Twilight Zone. He did the Lithgow one, right? Yeah. That's really good. It's the best segment yeah. in the movie. And I say that as somebody who's ride or die for Joe Dante, but yeah. like the George Miller one is even better. Yeah. I vaguely remember Babe Pig in the City, but I'm more of a Babe One guy than Babe Gene Pig Siskel's in the City. Gene favorite movie of 1998. He loved Ferdinand the Duck so much. <laughs> it's really cute in a weird way. Um, he's such a hard man. Like he was such like kind of a yeah. cynic. Yeah. But like he melted for Babe Pig in the City. Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, and then Witches of Eastwick I just saw for the first time yeah. at the Music Box like a few months ago. And I was kind of like, yeah, this is like a not great Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I could see that. I rewatched it a couple, maybe two years ago, and I liked it more than I remembered because it does get pretty weird by the end with, like, yeah. giant Satan Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And I appreciated that, like, oh, this movie goes to some weird places. It's very Bo Welchy. Sure, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very Cat and Hat, right? Yeah. Is that what we're saying? Sure. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he direct that? Did he? I think so, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that he ever directed anything. He directed The Cat in the Hat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the movie that Mike Myers did not want to make. What? He did not want to make that movie. He, he didn't? He kind of had to because Sprockets fell through and he was being sued by Universal. <laughs> and so he had to. So everybody on Cat in the Hat was miserable because Mike Myers was so miserable. I like Kelly getting, Preston's in that movie. She is. And Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Kelly Preston is an angel. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. Wow. What did you think of uh, the news that... Transcendence. Maybe, maybe you knew Wally this already. <laughs> God, I watch. I'm uh, watching Wally Fisto with your sister. <laughs> I show every couple of semesters. I show a class side by side because we're talking yeah. about like digital filmmaking and stuff. Yeah. And Wally Fister is one of the talking heads, and mm-hmm. he's like, "I'll never let go of film." And he's a little bit like pretentious, but I I admire his spirit. But then, no matter what, I'm just like, "You made Transcendence." <laughs> I walked out of that movie. That movie's terrible. I stayed for the whole thing because I was reviewing it. Oh, okay. It's terrible. Yeah. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Paul Bedney gets, I forgot to, that he was gets to be married to Jennifer Connelly. That's the only reason I bring him up. Mm. Yeah. It's weird because he was at Wizard World once. Oh. And I've been to Wizard World. Yeah. And one of us gets to go home to Jennifer <laughs> Connelly. And it's just strange that we were both in the same building at the same time. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I wouldn't call – I like a lot of George Miller movies. Yeah. And I would 
he's a guy that like I'll always like a Cronenberg or whatever. Like I will always go see a George Miller movie, mm. even though that three thousand years of longing, like the little bit I saw, didn't do anything for me. Yeah. Hot take number six. Oh, I don't comes. like Tilda Swinton, so that it's. it's I have no opinion on Tilda yeah, Swinton. That's more of like a turn away than a turn on. So, okay, yeah. Um, I like her in stuff like Michael Clayton and maybe Suspiria, but Michael more Clayton movies rules. Yes, it does. In more movies than not, I'm just kind of like, I'm not like I get it, but it's also like I don't get it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, she has forever been spoiled for me ever since I saw the tweet about her turning around and walking back into the ocean in a <laughs> yeah. wedding dress. Yeah, I love that. And I can't see anything else when I look at Tilda Swinton now. Yeah. Um, so I will see the movie because it's George Miller. Sure. I'm excited for Furiosa because it's George Miller. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's I wouldn't call him one of my guys. Okay. Um. So... Did you see the Mad Max movies in order, or did you start with, like, the Road Warrior? I started with the Road Warrior. Okay. I didn't see Mad Max probably until high school. For a long time, as a kid, my brother had had seen Mad Max, Mm -hmm. misremembered Mad Max, heard a friend tell him about Mad Max. Anyway, he described the scene to me in which the wife and son are run down. Yeah. And he described it as, like... You're at the top of a hill, and this car comes, and it hits them, and then there's a – and I, I apologize because this is graphic and gross, but, like, then there's, like, a long shot, and a ball comes bouncing down the hill, mm-hmm. and then the kid's head comes oh down. And God. I was terrified to see Mad Max yeah. because of that description. Yeah. That is nothing like what happens in this movie. Yes. You get a a shoe, a ball and a shoe, yeah. which is plenty – uh, yeah, I like the restraint of it all. Yes, of course. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> My brother's version is a fucking nightmare. Yeah. So I was terrified of Mad Max as a kid. Yeah. Um. So I don't think I saw it until high school. And I think the first time I saw it, I was a little bit put off by it uh, because it's not the Road Warrior because yeah. it is more restrained. It's 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 grittier. Um, it's on the edge of post-apocalyptic. Right. Things are starting to go to shit. Yeah. That's one thing that I really was relieved and I guess a kind of a pleasant surprise because I I can recognize there's a lot of good post-apocalyptic movies like Blade Runner and like several others. <laughs> but I just – I can't think of many Blade that Runner I like. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049. However, I just – I get immediately turned off by post-apocalyptic scenarios because I don't – want to put my I don't want to be in that mind space because I know that if that were to ever happen I would be looking for anything sharp to run into yes. because I don't want any part of living that lifestyle yeah. and everything like that so to see that Mad Max kind of was on the brink of destruction <laughs> and not post destruction right. was a relief to me I am jealous of the people that went to see the Road Warrior in 1982 yeah because again, we saw it in reverse, where it's like we saw the Road Warrior, we knew that it took place in this post-apocalyptic thing, and then it's almost like watching Mad Max is almost like watching a prequel. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, if you saw Mad Max in '79, and then three years later you went to see the Road Warrior, it's like, oh, the world has gone to shit, and it's not really explained how or why. Yeah. It's just the jump from Mad Max to the Road Warrior is insane. And I'm jealous of the people who saw it in 82 and didn't know what they were in for. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, like, it, it it's so well established by the time of the Road Warrior that this is the milieu. It's right. just like, how could it have ever not been? Right, exactly. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, Mad Max, to me, watching it today, I was like, oh, I feel like... Waterworld. That's another good post-apocalyptic movie. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm all about water, not gravel and dirt. <laughs> You're going to love Avatar 2. Yes. Um, the Way of Waterworld. Mm-hmm. Jake Sully teams up with the Mariner. From your lips to God's ears. <laughs> We're coming up with a lot of good movie ideas yeah. on this episode. And it stars Jennifer Connelly and Charlize <laughs> Theron. Um, I feel like Menahem Golan and Yoram Globus saw Mad Max and were like, that's the recipe for every movie we're going to make <laughs> yeah. because they would set it in the streets of New York, not post or pre-apocalyptic Australia. But it's just like the city is being overrun by, you know, criminals and these maniacs. Mm-hmm. The police are a bunch. 
of like fascist super cops. Yeah. One cop is better than the rest of them, and he's going to get revenge by taking the law into his own hands. I mean, it's the formula for every canon movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it it definitely has, like, yeah, that DNA to it, yeah. for sure. So, uh, yeah, I just, I, I was really impressed and excited that it was, like, so exploitation in its mm-hmm. roots in this one. Um, yeah, I, and also... Um, I guess, and I don't know if this is good or bad, but I mean, like, I was able to sort of put my uncomfortable feelings about Mel Gibson aside for the first time in a long time. Do you think it's because it's such a an early performance of his? I think it's because of that, and also he sort of just announces his sort of extremism now, just like even in his appearance where he's got like the crazy eyes and right, the beard right. and everything. Like he just looks like immediately threatening and not a way that's part of the movie. Right. <laughs> um. So the fact that he kind of, yeah, looked like, you know, kind of fresh faced and, and everything and still kind of acted, was acting like a human being and not just sort of like a cigarette who's angry. <laughs> well, and it's an Australian yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah. And there's like a separation there where you're like, well, this isn't the Mel Gibson who lives in America and yeah. hates everyone. Um, yeah, I, I was taken out of the movie every once in a while when I was like, oh, man. Mel Gibson used to be so great, and now my feelings about him are so different, you know? it's Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like my emotions on it are so mixed because I'm angry at him. Mm-hmm. But I'm also sad that I can't enjoy his work. Sure. And I feel bad that I feel the latter. And I shouldn't, but I do. It's mm-hmm. like a very strange kind of thing that i feel that i don't feel when i watch ransom because it's so good no i'm just kidding well i feel like and we've had this conversation before i feel like when we did the jackie brown show yeah and i apologize because i mean like i'm sure nobody wants to hear us kind of belly aching about no i think it's i think it's fine to reckon with this i feel like the movies that i liked Mm -hmm. when i didn't know i can i i i'm not saying i i can still like in terms of like i have permission to still like them yeah i feel like i could put on lethal weapon Mm-hmm. And still like Lethal Weapon. Yeah. I feel like I could put on Maverick and still like Maverick. Mm-hmm. The same way you could put on Ransom and still like Ransom. Yeah. But I'm probably not going to be able to see a new Mel Gibson movie and be like, this is really good. And I can put aside my feelings for Mel Gibson. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, same and, thing with like Johnny Depp. Like I like right. every scary movie month. I'm just like kind of want to rewatch secret window <laughs> and then every scary movie month i'm just kind of like i don't think so <laughs> i will you know yeah. most likely still enjoy those first three parts of the caribbean movies right yeah am i going to continue to go see johnny depp movies no no, no. right now I know better, you know, right. and there's people who would say, well, you should have known better before. I didn't. I'm sorry. We can't keep track of everybody. Right. Yeah. So, I don't know. <laughs> What do you think of uh, Toe Cutter? I think he's a good villain. He's a great villain. He's, he's... very threatening. Yes. And um, just the right amount of crazy. Yes. Um, I was convinced maybe he just looks like somebody that I've seen in other movies because I put together that he looks like the dude from Con Air. I think his, the actor's name is like oh, Nick Chinlin. Oh, I know Chinland who you're talking about. Yeah, he does kind of look like Nick so, Chinlin, like a little a, bit of a heavier set Nick Chinlin. Yeah, so I, I was like, oh, that's why I yeah. quote-unquote recognize him. But I, I found out later that he played the lead bad guy in Fury Road, More and that's really Joe. cool. Yeah. yeah, isn't that neat? Yeah, yeah, but Toe Cutter's an awesome villain. Like, yeah. that's one thing that... um. Uh, you know, I, everybody likes kind of like Vernon Wells in the, uh, sure. in the road warrior and stuff. I never like, I think I like toe cutter. Like I'm supposed to like Vernon Wells, if that makes okay, sense. Okay. Sure. Yeah. So, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. But I, I, I was, I was digging it. I feel like in Furiosa, they might need Michael Wincott. Sure. I think in Avatar 2, they might need Michael Wincott. <laughs> or Jennifer Connelly. I feel like the Jennifer Connelly, Charlize Theron, Buddy Cop movie might need Michael Wincott. <laughs> Who is the bad guy in Furiosa? I think Chris Hemsworth. Oh, I know he's in it. I didn't realize he was playing the villain. I thought he was the villain. I know nothing about the movie. Okay. Um, he's got, like, the name, like a toe cutter, I think. Okay. Um, 
So I'm guessing that he, or a Morton Joe. So I'm thinking that he's the villain. Interesting. Yeah. It's it's not up on Wikipedia. It just says that he's in it, but it doesn't have a character name. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. No, I'm a big Toe Cutter fan, and I also feel like so the dude. Um, I like a lot of the supporting characters, but my favorite is Roger Ward as Fifi. Oh yeah, that who guy's to cool. me looks like what I picture everyone in Australia to look like. Just <laughs> huge shaved head, yeah. no shirt, handlebar mustache, yeah, yeah. super Australian. Yeah. Because um, I feel like he looks like every like uh, henchman that I've ever watched from like an exploitation prison movie. He looks like the uh, the guy in Raiders of the Lost Ark who gets hit by the propeller. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. Um, the closer on the White Sox is Liam Hendricks, and he's Australian. Yeah. And anytime he does a post game interview, I'm like mesmerized because he's just like, <laughs> they're just like, yeah. So Liam, you had a couple of rough starts in the past one. He's like, oh shit, well, I was pretty good or not. <laughs> it's all right. They're like a boomerang. <laughs> uh, he's also in Quigley Down Under. Oh, is he? Which okay. when we were gonna do six movies on Saturday was gonna be one of the movies. I still need to see it. It's good. Yeah. Maybe Laura San Giacomo's best, which is saying something because she's Kit DeLuca. Yes. Oh, my God. Kit DeLuca. <laughs> if I had the gift card, not going to Vivian. No. Kit DeLuca. Please. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the um, Kit I'm, DeLuca. IMDb doesn't say Chris Hemsworth's character name either. I feel like Vivian is like the AMC of Call Girls. And okay. Kit DeLuca is like the classic cinemas of like Call where Girls your head's where you're at. just like, yeah. you know, I know, I recognize one's got like more bells and whistles, right. but this one is a little cheaper and a little bit more my speed. Yes. Yeah. And, and just overall, I'm going to have a better experience. And free refills. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was so taken, I, you know... The last time I watched Mad Max mm-hmm. was not that long ago, and that's when it occurred to me that I, I would put it alongside movies like Escape from New York. Um, shit, I had another one. I was Hot like, take number seven. Yeah, ooh, here I, it is. I'm not a big fan of Escape from New York. Interesting. Yeah, it's really? not my carpenter, no. I love that movie. I think I like Escape from L.A. a little bit more than Escape from New okay. York. Although I don't like, I like Escape from L.A. that much either. I kind of like Escape from L.A. Yeah. I think it's pretty fun. I okay. think the effects are so bad that the movie hasn't aged well, but I think everything else about the movie has actually aged really well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the score of Escape from New York a lot. It's an awesome score. It is a really, really yeah. good score. Yeah. I love the Mad Max score, too. The, oh, the yeah. The Brian yeah, May yeah. score really is yeah. like... Brian May's from Queen, right? Different Brian May, It's a I different think. Brian yeah, May. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, I believe... Remember when the Oscars had that one year where they're like, Queen is the only band? That was fun. Uh, I do remember that. <laughs> I can't wait for the Oscars this year when it's like, Elvis yeah. is the only artist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... Uh, Austin Butler wins Best Actor. I, I so far of what I've seen, Austin Butler in has been pretty good. Although I just uh, I don't like what the besides Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I feel like there was another one that he okay. did that was good. Okay, I don't remember though. I mean, he's good in that, yeah. but he's whatever. No, yeah. he does all the scenes with Brad Pitt, and it's hard to care about anyone else. Oh my god! No, it was dumber than that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you were on a horsey. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to rewatch that movie. Yeah. <laughs> so good. My kids and I have been watching, uh, my, my whole family uh, has been watching the new season of Stranger Things and Maya Hawk is on it. And every time Maya Hawk's on screen, I'm like, fuck, I got to rewatch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Good good job, Fear Street, by killing off the most interesting actor in your movie in the first five it's minutes. It's like Scream, see? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy so anyway there was another movie besides escape from new york yeah that i was putting alongside mad max and i was like they're all three similar i mean maybe evil dead terminal velocity maybe terminal velocity <laughs> which fucking rules it should be said mad ditch could be mad ditch brody mm-hmm. ditch brody getting revenge for his wife's killer um Cutting a toe for life. 
<laughs> I love that the guy's hand gets ripped off. Like his whole arm wouldn't come yeah. off, just his hand at the wrist. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm not sure that's how that works. I think it is. <laughs> <laughs> As somebody who doesn't really understand anatomy, yeah. uh, it checks out. Yeah. It's like, I need to call my hand car expert. <laughs> he says it checks out. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't remember what I was going to say, so yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So it's good ca- stuff. It is really good stuff. Yeah. I'm glad that I saw it. Me too. I am I am uh, definitely eager to give the other ones a shot. And um, and yeah. you may never warm up to them, honestly, because they mm-hmm. are very different than this yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are so <laughs> self-contained, as you said. I definitely need to rewatch Fury Road. I, you know, maybe a year ago did Mad Max Road Warrior Beyond Thunderdome, and then I stopped for some reason, mm-hmm. and I didn't get to Fury Road. Maybe because I'm just like, Tom Hardy, you're not my Max Rockatansky. Yeah. Um, but I definitely need to rewatch it again, because I, I, I know I was impressed by it technically, mm-hmm. but I remember it leaving me a little bit cold otherwise. Yeah. I had a weird first viewing of that movie because it was like the night that um, it was like right at the end of the Bulls, Derek Rose, Joe Kim Noah run. And they were about to get eliminated from the playoffs. Oh, and I, was re- I was really depressed because I was super, super diehard Bulls yeah. at the time. And I was like, I can't watch this. I'm going to the movies. So then I went to to the nearby neighborhood theater that had a bar and everything with TVs and everything. And okay. I'm like, I'm going to go watch Mad Max. I'm watching Mad Max. I'm like 10 minutes into it. I'm like, I can't watch Mad Max. I got to oh, find no. out what's going on with the Bulls. So I'm like pacing back and forth between the bar and Mad Max. Yeah. And then every time I walk back into Mad Max, I'm like, it's the same shit that's happening. I'm like, I didn't miss anything. <laughs> and then like I would go back and I watch the Bulls. I'm like, they're still losing. It's the same shit. <laughs> And then, like, I'm, like, walking around the neighborhood. I'm just like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> like, out of my mind. Like, like Jack Torrance. <laughs> Picking up an axe. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, anything else, this exploitation that you're still looking forward to? Yeah. Um, I need to watch Excessive Force. Yeah, I've been meaning to watch oh, I'm that. I'm so excited for you to watch that. Um, Is that 80s action day? I don't know when I'll get to it. Probably Free Space Day because it's, it's a 90s 93. Movie. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then there's a few 2002 movies that I set aside that fit with June exploitation themes okay. that I have to watch. So I'm going to watch The Sweetest Thing for the first time mm, as sex uh, comedy. I'm going to watch uh, Reign of Fire for uh, maybe Monsters Day. That is a movie that has a huge fan base, and I yeah. am not among them. Eight Legged Freaks for Bugs Day. Yeah. Um, I want to watch Class of 1984 for the first time. Love that movie. Um, I want to watch... Did you ever see uh, Class of 99? I haven't, no. Equally good. I th- I'm excited to watch another Perry King movie because he was in The Lords of Flatbush. And okay. I, I literally like that movie a lot. And okay. I was just like, Class of 84 is yeah. Perry King? And Michael J. Fox. Yeah, yeah. I heard Michael J. Fox has a rough go in that movie. He does, yeah. That's too bad. They were just talking about that on Pure Cinema, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Um, what was I going to say? Did you... When you were bringing up Tom Hardy about Fury Road, did yeah. you listen to the new Blank Check? Spider-Man 3? Yeah. Uh, like the first 15 minutes. When they get into their Tom Hardy impressions as Eddie Brock, it's really, really funny. Oh, sweet. It's one of the funniest <laughs> things I've heard all week. Oh, so, nice. Yeah. yeah. Looking forward um, to that. Uh, yeah. And then um, Rob and I are going to do one of the Travolta DTVs for our reserve seating. Oh, nice. Day. So it's either Chains of Gold or Eyes of an Angel. Sorry to put DTV on a Thursday. I wasn't thinking. It's okay. <laughs> I not should a have problem. put it on a weekend. It's not a problem. We're trying to figure out which 80s action movie we want to do. Oh, there's so many. Yeah, there's there's at least Maybe 10. The Road Warrior. Ooh, maybe. <laughs> I almost want to go right to Thunderdome just to hear the Tina Turner song. That song is the best thing about the movie. Is it? Okay. I, I remember Barter Town was a thing. Yeah, I need to rewatch it because, like, there's super memorable stuff. The actual, like, Thunderdome sequence is pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner works. Yeah. Master Blaster is really creative and, like, mm-hmm. a cool character idea. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, it's disjointed because half of it is, like, Thunderdome and then half of it is, like, I'm in a jungle with kids. And, yeah. Uh, okay. But I need to rewatch it. Um,. I'll sneak bushwhacked in there somehow. Of course. I think there's 90s comedy. There is 90s comedy. Yeah, that counts. 
I'm watching Class Act. Class Act is good. I haven't seen it since the That's 90s. A, that movie has some true lies problems, but oh, okay. <laughs> but it does have a, uh, a chase through a wax museum at the end, which is pretty great. What if I can't wait till '90s comedy day? <laughs> you know, there are other '90s comedies you could watch. Mo Money. True, but yeah. we just watched that last year. Yeah, but you could do two that two years annually. ago. Time is a flat circle. It is. When did we do that 92 series? Was that two years ago? 2020. Because it was like there's no summer movie season. So right. let's redo summer 92. <laughs> just because 92 and redo rhyme. Somebody is doing that now, though. Vern, Outlaw Vern, is, is doing it? a whole 92 retrospective. Oh, okay. Well, somebody thought of it first. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Enjoy else? yourself. <laughs> anything else about Mad Max you want to say? No, no. Um, okay. I'm, I apo- I'm glad that you liked it. I'm excited. Yeah, I apologize to anybody who's like upset that who's I don't been like the burned by your hot takes. Fury Road. Yeah, but I mean, you know, this I'm, episode is scorching hot. I'm a, I'm a man at a man. I'm a man <laughs> at the end of his rope. Movie wise, <laughs> I'm just saying things now, and I'm like the I'm like your grandpa on a rocking chair who's just like. What's with all these hot takes, Grandpa? And I'm just like, prom night remake. <laughs> Jurassic World Dominion is going to save your 2022. I'm not going to say anything about it, but I watched a YouTube video because I like spoilers. I don't want to know what I'm getting into when I watch movies. So I, because it's not about what's happening for me. It's how, how they do it. Um, I listened to some plot details for Dominion. Yeah. My jaw was on the floor. Oh, boy. And not in a good way. Oh, boy. And I'm just like, they really, they doubled down on some Fallen Kingdom shit. Oh, shit. So, I can't wait. (laughs) Are we doing a show on that next month? Uh, Yeah, we might as well. Just complete the trilogy. Fucking clone releasing all the dinosaurs like people aren't mad enough at her or at bd wong right why are people just giving bd wong a pass because i'm seeing in the trailer he's just like man we really fucked up i'm like what is this we (laughs) he's like we need to pool our efforts and get get work together i'm like no this is your fault nobody was mad at uh bryce dallas howard in the second movie and i get it it's bryce dallas howard how could anyone stay mad at her yeah she's great um but yeah, people have short memories in these movies. No, they needed a good shepherd, that clone girl. <laughs> just throw her out of a helicopter. Just pretend like everything's okay. And they're like, yeah, you're going to live with... <laughs> She's not human. She's a clone. <laughs> you can throw one clone in an ocean. Um. All right. Well, I guess that's going to do it for this episode. <laughs> Now that we're throwing kids out of helicopters. She's not a kid. She's oh, a clone. Oh, that's right. She's a clone. I'm sorry. She's a clone. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we're, that's going to do it. Uh, but thanks, Adam. This was fun. This is her attack of the clones. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Next week is Bug Day, I think. Yeah. So we have a show coming up on Mimic with Mike Pomero. Nice. Uh, for Bug Day. So that'll be fun. Uh, thanks, Adam. Thank you. Thanks for listening to FS Movie.